forever. Dog. On today's episode of Weekend at Bergman's, school is back in session and politics are in the classroom, whether Charlie Kirk likes it or not. That's right, we're watching two classic movies about schools and teachers and students and politics. Representing the art house, it's the 1969 Maggie Smith tour de force, The Prime of Miss Jean Brody, based on the novel by Muriel Spark. And representing the mainstream, it's the 1994 campus comedy PCU, starring Jeremy Piven and directed by Hart Bachner. Joe, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Then roll that theme song. Pump it. Get it loud. Blast that fucking theme song. Well, that it doesn't sing over me. Get the people Every dancing. week, you and I watch two movies together. <laughs> well, not quite together, because we watch them apart. You at your house and me at mine. Whoa. Every week, we watch the same two movies. I am definitely in my prime, but how do we choose these two movies? Well, one is a brilliant, beautiful work of cinematic art, the height of the medium, and the other one is mainstream. We're talking popcorn, baby. them back to back and we have to say which one we like better and we have to be honest welcome welcome to weekend at Bergman's we're gonna watch an art house uh, movie and a mainstream movie and we're gonna tell you which one we like better and the one that we like better is gonna go in what we call the canon and the one that we did not like as much is gonna go uh, in what we call the trash canon we're never allowed to watch uh, it again for the rest well, of our lives that was an amazing rendition of the theme song I feel like the loudness of uh, it helps. The, you were in the it car helps. you were driving down the 101 you were it was mm. wide open spaces mm. you're going on vacation when you were singing that one I was having my uh, I love LA moment you're I was going on driving vacation, on the old brother. 101 Woo. with the convertible out of the city up to Ventura oh, you were <laughs> To get the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> nah, we, love you yeah. we love the Central uh, Coast. We love the Central Coast. Joe and I are Central Coast oh people. Oh my God, Brett. Let's, I fucking love it. Can we change the conversation? It's always NorCal or SoCal. Yeah. Maybe the answer is Central Coast. Every time. The answer is Central every Coast time. every time. Every time. Have you been to Morro yep. Bay? From Bakersfield to to to, to Carmel. That's, that's all our, I give a shit about. That's our territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paso Robles. That's my California. You got uh, uh, that uh, that place with the cookies, Kyokas, Kyokas <sighs> with the cookies, incredible. Oh, that's where we live. That's where we live. I mean, that's not true. We live here in Los Angeles. In our minds, though. In, in our, our minds, minds. absolutely. Minds. And when you were singing that theme song, right? you were driving right there, right up the Central Coast. Beautiful baby. stuff. I was driving. I said, "Oh, where's that little seafood restaurant? Let's stop off. Oh, let's man, stop this, off. This, we got all day. Let's guys, stop off." The sea chest. I'm going to let you in. I'm going to let just this is only for Weekend at Bergman's listeners. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Uh, the greatest dinner that you can have in this state, and I'd say all 50 of them, is at the sea chest in Cambria on the coast of California. Um, never had fresher seafood. Never had a better time. An incredible joint. Check it out. Uh, the sea chest. It's my little secret. And that's only for Bergman's listeners. Oh, exclusive. And, we, and for only for Bergman's Plus listeners, if you are a Ooh. subscriber to Forever Dog Plus, here's what we're going to do for you. Here's the trade, friends. You give, like us $5, you give us $5. You give us $5. That's just going to do this. One, two, three, four, five. That's it. That's not 100. That would take me a long time. Five is short. One, two, three, four, five. You give me $5, you get to see the video of Weekend at Bergman's oh, yeah. emailed okay. right okay, to yes. you. Yes. Brett and I are wearing costumes every week. You can check us out. It takes the piss out of us a little bit, and we look good as hell. Come check us out on Forever Dog Plus. You get your Bergman videos. You get your Double Threat videos. You get your Ask Julie podcast with Julie Klausner. And Joe's talking right into camera right now. You wouldn't know that if you're not on Forever Dog Plus. You wouldn't understand how, how, you how in the serious eyes. I am. In the eyes. Come check out Forever Dog Plus. You get... All ad-free. You get your Black Men Can't Jump ad-free. You get your podcast, The Ride ad-free. Friends, come and join us over on Forever Dog Plus. I mean, the only problem is the people, the only people you'll be looking in the eyes are people who have already uh, subscribed to Forever Dog Plus. That's right. But I hope to, I hope like, it's a good sales pitch. If you want to see me looking you dead in the eyes, if that's And telling that's you to th- buy and something telling you've you to already buy bought. Something. No, no, no. But for new people, come and watch me Right, but they won't be this. seeing you. 
So you're looking into the eyes of the audio listeners. Stop listening. Pause. And then go get Forever Dog Plus, and then and then go ahead back yeah, a minute. Again, you're you... still looking at the camera, and these people already have Forever Dog Plus. All right, how about this? I'll do the same thing next week. All right, guys, still you come at the next camera. week, Forever Dog Plus. I'll look at the camera. I'll do the speech again. Anyway, welcome, welcome to. I will say his uh, Joe. Ever since you got a tongue lashing by Julie Klausner on this podcast, your costumes have have really uh, uh, gone up a notch in terms of quality and just time, just even just effort, just in general. And effort equals quality, right? I mean, the more effort you put yeah. in, the higher quality. Inevitably, again, inevitably. I just want to say, even this, if you're not inherently I want gifted. At something, just putting in more effort <laughs> will improve the quality. Of it. I just want to say this: this Brett is doing something brilliant, which is he's crafting a narrative. Okay, effortlessly, folks. One time, next, sometime soon, we're going to have a guest, and sometime soon, we're going to run through pictures of all of our costumes, and the guest is going to call Can't wait. balls and strikes. Can't wait, and they're going to say. Joe's was better. Brett's is better. And I want to see the final score because Brett is brilliantly crafting a narrative. I can't wait. Julie, his is his accomplice in this. Um, uh, I, I just won't stand for it. I always, I always bring it, and I'm continuing to bring it. Thank you, and check it out on Forever. And if you're watching Forever Dog Plus, uh, you will know this week that I, uh, I am dressed as one of my all-time favorite uh, characters from one of my all-time favorite movies. Tipping my hand a bit. Although I did like PCU, we'll talk about it. You did. You did. Uh, we will, or did I? I don't know. We're gonna. I'm gonna think through it live on the show. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, but but for now, I am dressed uh, as as Miss Jean Brody, yep. uh, p- uh, played by the great Maggie Smith in the prime of Miss Jean Brody. Uh, honestly, this is a dream come true for me. This one, I've always uh, always wanted, wanted to play to, a fascist groomer. Always wanted to. <laughs> I always wanted to dress talk. up like a fascist groomer. Who who rents out nine year olds? To I her respect lover. the performance when the performance is so good and the work is so good. Everything just sort of blends together. I, I respect <laughs> the work and I respect right, the right. performance. We'll, see. we'll talk. It's we'll just talk about pitch it. perfect. Um, but yeah, she she's a uh, uh, no. That's it's, it's, yeah. what the movie's about. Yes. It's not like it's a secret. Uh, no, but it is. Yeah. You're right. It is weird to sort of like uh, have a kind of like. Yeah, because uh, plus Prime Miss Jean Brody is not. I guess I, I haven't been to Comic Con. I assume it's not a popular cosplay <laughs> choice, <laughs> but, but but an, an impressive. It's a very bizarre character to have a sort of like uh, fandom for. But I yeah, do yeah, have yeah, a weird yeah. fandom oh, for right, just right. because the movie. I just can't separate. Uh, you know, you know, you. I'm not a fascist. Okay, I just like no. Miss Jean Brody. I like the Prime Miss Jean Brody, and it's fun to dress up as Jean Brody. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, this was fun yeah. to put this hey, Brett, together. Don't look on Halloween. People dress up like. Freddy Krueger. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. And Michael Myers. Right. Leatherface. Pumpkin, which is what my son's Leatherface is missing for his first. Now, for Sandy's first Halloween, he was a skeleton. Is that true? He was. All three of us went as skeletons. It was simple. You know, it was very cute. Yeah, but it was was fun. I like a classic spooky skeleton. Me too. I'm going pumpkin. Um, Look, I was there. I was there pre Phoebe Bridgers. Okay, so don't come at me with like. (laughs) I was just gonna say, uh, you know, oh skeleton like Phoebe Bridgers. I mean, look, I mean, she she really wears the hell out of those skeleton suits, but she didn't invent them, people. She did not invent them. Okay, sure. Um, it's tough now though because you can't. Because I also like with a costume like that, I like it to look a little, you know, like not crappy per se, but I like it to look a little sort Halloween. of old, ha- old and Halloweeny Absolutely, and sort of like right. a little cheap and this and that. Absolutely. Post Phoebe Bridgers, you cannot find a like everything is like stylized <sighs> skeleton costumes Damn. now. They're so they were expensive yeah. and they were well made and yeah. they were cool and they fit great. Yeah. That's not what I want from a skeleton no. costume. You want it to be baggy. I want it ill fitting. Yeah, you want fucking Charlie Brown costume. That's right. I feel you. So like, this is like form fitting. What's going on here? I know you got your cute little butt in it. I don't like it. Yeah, we're thinking maybe Winnie the Pooh this year for Sandy. Oh my God! Uh, can you imagine? He is, uh, he is a, a big fan of Winnie the Pooh. I've mentioned Aww. this before. Some of the things I will say, he was a big fan of Prime Minister Gene Brody. Could not turn away from the TV. Could not turn away from the TV. <laughs> and this is not the case for everything. So far, here's the count: Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Prime Minister Gene Brody. Uh, of course, Miss Rachel on YouTube, and then Winnie the yes. Pooh on Disney Plus. Yes. Those are the things he cannot turn away from. Cannot turn away from. He was enthralled by Miss Jean Brody shoving little pieces of macaroni and cheese. Well, in his I mouth feel like last you don't night. let him watch a ton of the screen, so I feel like just basically any color and not light true. you put up there. Not no, true. no. I was, okay. and he's, this is why he's I, discerning. This is why, like, because early on I was like, you know, they tell you don't expose them to screens yeah, before yeah, they're yeah. six months, and we did our best. It's obviously impossible, impossible you know. The, the key thing to remember, I told this to Joe. The key thing to remember, and Joe again is still pre-baby. Yep, baby yep, has not yep, come yet. Yep, this is why we have to again move fast today because you got baby training class to go to. <laughs> that's true, folks. Leave at five forty-five. That's four. That's an hour over an hour away. <gasps> hour and four minutes away. Baby has not come yet. Here's what mm-hmm. I'll say though. Yeah. Um, the thing with the screens because everybody freaks out these days about oh, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. 
The thing to remember is just when a, when a, when a, like before they're six months old and they're looking at a screen, there's just nothing happening in their brain. They can't really process yeah. what they're seeing. So it's sure. not that it's like it's like a it's like you know it's like rotting their brain. It's just they're not getting mental activity right. at a time when they need constant sustained mental activity. Shit. Um, so just keep it in mind. It's fine in moderation. Okay? okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself on the record here. You can let your three year old glance at a fucking TV screen for three seconds because you need a break. Okay, it's fine. Come on. Just know that they are not getting you think anything the out of it. Didn't like them, the baby sit there in front of the cave right? paintings for Thank a little you. bit. Come they on, said, give me a fucking sit here break. and look at the horses that I drew on the wall. Come they on. got they got to. It, it's fine. It's fine. Just know that they're not getting anything out of it. There's nothing okay. nothing uh, lost, but nothing gained so either. So he could come here and he could attest that he did enjoy watching Mystery and Birdie, but he wouldn't necessarily be able to... No, now he his, is... Now he's, now he's, now he's, he's recognizing okay, and he's good. responding. Okay. And, he, and he's like... And there are... like He doesn't just stare at anything. Mm-hmm. It's got a really did grab Did you try to show attention. him PCU? Uh, I did not try to show him PCU because I had not, you know, that was one where, well, A, just trying to track down a copy of PCU we'll get was a that. whole odyssey. We'll get through films, that. Folks. Um, and so, all right, so there's a lot to talk about. So we got to start moving fast Amen. here. Let's do um, it. But what I want to start with, we've, uh, what are we talking about? We talked about the costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Forever Dog Plus. Oh, I love it. I sang this theme song. I did sing, I sang this theme song. So I, I sang this theme song. It was, it was, very it was your it was very best one ever. You look, I, 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 when I hear, I'm oh, just man. very. When you got to the uh, be honest part, you were fucking living. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That will become the template moving forward. I did yeah, feel like I amazing. cracked, I cracked into something new. I cracked you, into. The you let energy. yourself really go there. Yeah. So I will, I will be uh, listening to that, re-listening to that, um, to really get back into that mode. Hopefully in the future, it may never get better than that though. It might be all downhill <laughs> from there. Um, let's start with a game. Uh, we haven't played a game, I think, in a few weeks. Have we? Have we not? Who remembers? I uh, love the game. We haven't played a game in a few weeks. Uh, this game, in, in, in honor of the Prime of Miss Jean Brody, this game is called Prime. I love it. Prime. Okay. And the game theme song goes a little something like this. Prime. She smiles when she sings. She speaks of a cultural things. Her politics are really bad. Boy. Prime! This game is called Prime in honor of Miss Jean Brody, whose prime is the subject of the prime of Miss Jean Brody. And Miss Jean Brody has a very defined, we'll get into this, very defined opinion. She's a teacher. She has very defined opinions about art and literature and culture and what's good and what's bad. And so this is a game where I ask you questions that seem subjective, but in fact have a single correct answer, and I've decided what those correct answers are. Uh, And so in order to get a point, you have to guess the correct answer to these questions. Okay, I have to. You're gonna ask me questions. I'm gonna answer them. Yes. I right. But, you, but, right. but there are. They seem like there might be opinion questions subjective. They are not. There are absolutely uh, correct answers to these you're questions. Because I understand. Because uh, I'm Miss Jean Brody, uh, who says, you know, uh, who's the best Italian Renaissance painter? And one of her kids says, Who's the best Italian Renaissance painter? I'm gonna try a lot of yeah, Maggie was, Smiths on this one. Folks. It was exciting how bad that was. And uh, but, I'm, but like, I'm, I'm letting them rip. Yeah, that was great. I haven't tried them yet, but I've been the whole movie. I'm like. I gotta try Maggie Smith. Yeah, because she's she's really giving. Keep like, swinging. I'm gonna yeah. I'm, Keep swinging. I'm not saying there it is. That's my final yeah. draft. I'm just I'm just gonna try them out a little. I bit. almost thought at first was that, was that Maggie Smith doing like a trying to do like an offensive Italian stereotype accent. <laughs> I trilled my R for no okay. reason. She loves Il Duce. Il Duce. She loves Il Duce. She loves Mussolini. She, loves she Mussolini. also loves she loves Giotto. Giotto. She loves Giotto. She asked well. one of her students, who, "Who's the greatest Italian Renaissance painter of all time?" And the kid Michelangelo. Says, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Miss Jean goes, Brody. No, the correct answer is Giotto. Giotto. Uh, so let's get started here. Uh, this game is called Prime, and here we go. There were seven ancient wonders of the world. Which one's the best? Oh, the uh, big library in Alexandria. Wrong. The Hanging ah. Gardens of Babylon. Ah. Number two, your flight leaves at 7 p.m. What time do you get to the airport? Oh, five. Bitch. Wrong. 2 p.m. Oh, what is the best American fast food chain? Uh, Chick-fil-A. Wrong. Mine is the politics, of course. Regardless like, the like, like, like the Wendy's guys doesn't fucking vote Trump. Chick-fil-A. Well, the correct answer is Wendy's. I know. I know what your favorite is, but you're Mr. Jean Brody. I get it. Uh, hat or socks? You're running late and you've only got time to grab one. Socks? Wrong. Hat. Best type <laughs> okay. of soup. Okay. All right. I guess because you have like a, a lot of flip-flops. Okay. Wait. Soup. Best, the best soup? Yeah. Best type of soup. That's a fun question. Um, I really love a... I don't want to fuck it up. That's oh, kind of more... Only one right soup. answer. I guess I have to think what's your favorite only soup. Only one right I'll, answer. I'll say what my favorite soup is. I'm just going to go with... um. I don't know fucking though. I'm going to go with chicken noodle soup. Wrong. Clam chowder. Number yeah, six. I was thinking clam chowder, but... New Mexico, Connecticut, right. or Florida? New Mexico, Connecticut, or Florida? <laughs> Brother. 
Florida. Wrong. New Mexico. Uh, Well, maybe. At the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium, uh, at the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium, there's a slide that the mascot goes down every time uh, they hit a home run. Last week, one of the Dodgers announcers went down the slide for fun and broke six ribs. Knowing this, would you still go down the Brewers slide given the chance? Heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Wrong. No, the guy broke six ribs. In a heartbeat. (laughs) The answer is no. Don't go down that slide. (laughs) Heartbeat. Number, yeah, we're good. I think the I think yeah, the answer might be in a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, all right. We're gonna give you that one. Now we're gonna yeah. give you one. All right, so you've got one out of seven. All right, all last right. question, uh-huh. last question. If you get this right, that gives you two correct answers out of eight, and you win the game. Okay. Oh so my if you god. Get this next one well, right, okay. you like win the, the game. Okay, all right, and then you get to decide which movie we talk about Ooh. first. Okay. If you lose, I decide. All right, which all right. Movie we talk lay it on first. Me. All right, number eight: Pirates or Vikings. Okay, I have to think what you think is right. Pirates or Vikings? I've never heard you see talk about Vikings, but also you're going to be like, pirates are bad. Pirates or Vikings? <sighs> pirates. Correct! Yay! Pirates is the correct uh. answer. I want to talk about the prime of Miss Jean Brody first. Great, that's what I But am. because I am going to just kind of put this in the listener's ear, that's because I'm teasing PCU. I want you to listen to the yes, entire podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And here's just a little a little nugget. PCU is a movie. It came out in 1994. It stars Jeremy Piven as the uh, irascible everyman who has spent seven years at the most politically correct college in the world. Are you doing your 60-second summary world? of the No, movie? I'm teasing. Okay. I'm teasing. Okay, okay. there's a the teaser. The most politically correct college in the world. And all Jeremy Piven's trying to do is throw a banger, throw a great party. So that's a tease. But first, The Prime of Miss Jean Brody. Uh, the Prime of Miss Jean Brody is a 1969 uh, British drama directed by uh, the great Ronald Neem. Ronald Neem, a great British director who made films with Alec Guinness. Um, he did... Um, uh, he also produced a lot of the David Lean movies, B- Brief Encounter, uh, Great Expectations, Oliver Twist, a lot of the early David Lean movies, um, and then did some of his own um, uh, movies, including including The Prime of Miss Jean Brody. Uh, stars Maggie Smith, who won the Oscar for Best Act uh, Actress for this. Uh, screenplay by Jay Press and Allen, which was... Um, it's, of course, based on the uh, classic novel by Muriel Spark of the same name, but there was a stage play in between by J. Preston Allen, and then he based this screenplay off of his stage play, whatever, whatever. Um, sorry, her screenplay. I'm very sorry about that, J. Preston Allen. Um, the film stars Maggie Smith, uh, the great Celia Johnson, who is in, speaking of David Lean, uh, starred in Brief Encounter, uh, Robert Stevens, uh, Pamela Franklin, Gordon Jackson in supporting roles. Uh, before we get into the Prime Minister Gene Brody, uh, why don't you give us, uh, Joe, one of your classic 60-second recaps. And let me get my phone. It's deep in this dress. Hold on a second. Let me get this out, this phone. All right, there we go. Uh, give us one of your classic 60-second recaps, 60-second recaps. Uh, starting now. The Prime of Miss Jean Brody features Maggie Smith as the beloved, um, eccentric and fashionable, intelligent and um, engaging teacher to young girls at some sort of, you know, lower middle schooly kind of a thing uh, in, in, in Scotland, in Edinburgh, Edinburgh in uh, 1936 Boswell. or 32 or something. And, you know, she has her girls and she tells them more than just the the history. She tells them about how to live a life and how to talk to a man seconds. and how to uh, eat, make a good picnic and all that you know, stuff. And they love her for it until, of course, she starts getting really into Mussolini and she starts, you know, kind of whoring out her nine year olds to her lovers to kind of replace her and stuff. And then she gets in trouble and uh, she's kicked out because one of her most beloved pupils, Sandy, betrays her. And there is an excellent scene at the end of the film where they have it. They have it out. And Miss Jean Brody is sent away. Finally gone. There's the 60-second review right on time. Um, also, wait, sorry, Brett. I, yes, I'm going to attack one on an additional five seconds here. Uh, okay. Um, she also, because of her love of um, uh, fascism, she's, uh, one of her pupils goes off to fight uh, for you. Franco. Mary McGregor. Uh, Mary McGregor goes off to fight for, for Franco. Of course, she ends up fighting for the Spanish Republicans with her brother, and then she dies, which inspires Sandy, her one of her uh, former and most beloved pupils, to turn on Jean Brody finally and kind of put the nail in her eccentric and, uh, you know, crazy coffin and as sandy walks away down the hall miss brody leans over the bow the banister and screams potter assassin 
I'm going to try to, I feel an irreverence from you around the Prime Minister Gene Brody. I'm going to try to abide it. I'm going to try to Here's live what, with I, it. I feel some sort of connection you know feel between you movie. and Miss Gene Brody. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to like, I just want you to kind of tell me all I about can the abide Prime Minister Gene Brody. I can abide. I'm not can trying abide. to be, I'm not trying to be rude here. Let me make the case. Okay. I would love that. Let me make the case. I'm Again, not, I, and this is, there's, I'm, there's plenty to chew I'm on. I'm tipping my hand a little bit, but I'm very excited to, to, to dive into PCU because that was quite well, an experience. That's just, that's just fun to talk about. I want to hear you talk about Miss Gene Brody. I am, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of movies about uh, um, uh, uh, schools and the dynamic between teachers and students, uh, but but specifically, I'm a big fan of of movies that look at either the sort of darker side of that relationship or how those relationships can be destructive. You know, like you know, no shade to Dead Poet Society, it's fine, but I'm not, that's not really my. T- I like the you know my I, I like the Browning version. I like Notes on a Scandal. I like Half Nelson. I like yeah, uh, you know you could say the Piano Teacher sure. Election. Love these movies okay. because it is a very tenuous relationship, right? An adult uh, trying to, as as Miss uh, Jean Brody says, uh, the root of the word education is to lead out, trying to lead out a, a person, a young person, into the world, into their adulthood, um, and that can be an act of of generosity and empathy, or it can become an act of 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 uh, manipulation and propaganda. And in the case of this movie, it can also be an act of grooming and sexual abuse. And it can be uh, an act that leads people to go do things that they get them killed. Uh, so this can go in a lot of different directions. Um, and I think out of all those movies I named, I love them all. To me, the Prime Minister Gene Brody is the best movie about how the teacher-student relationship can go wrong and the ways in which it can go wrong uh, to the point that it becomes about a lot more. It becomes about how... Um, I mean, how grooming works, how propaganda works, how how the young get corrupted by the old because the old are um, how the, basically how the old become sort of delusional and how they're they're uh, how them becoming delusional then corrupts the young um, and how this whole process of growing up and figuring out the world becomes completely um, uh, just muddied and corrupted um, by the old being up their own asses too much uh, and the young not being able to tell, you know, right from wrong because they're getting swept up in the illusions that the old are, are you know, passing down to them. So that's a lot of words there. Uh, but essentially, you know, let's let's dig into the specifics. You mentioned that, you know, we learned some things early on um, in uh, early on in the Prime Minister Gene Brody. We are basically put in the position of the students where early on I find Gene Brody in, enchanting. Oh, totally. I love a there's nothing like someone who is just very like confidently like pretentious and like and like they have high-minded ideas on culture and art but they it's like they're you're watching someone in a play like they just like they're so you know and the students sort of get this they, they are simultaneously in awe of Miss Jean Brody and they kind of make fun of her mannerisms mm-hmm. and how sort of pretentious and high-minded she is but just listening in like that lovable in like, a lovable in like, way it's fun to make in fun a lovable of people way. because we're still early on we're just in the world of art and yeah. culture and history and these things uh, and so you know being in the classroom and seeing Miss Jean Brody walk to the window she puts up her job poster and she's talking about her vacation to Italy and how she's in her prime and she's in this perfect part of her life and she talks about how she lost her lover Hugh in World War One and she's quoting poetry and you are just to be, in, to be in the presence of just pure like art and culture and history and truth and beauty and romance and all these things in a classroom you get sucked in and you get enchanted um, and so early on and there's little comments there's little hints like I think when she's talking to um, when she's talking to the, there's another teacher in the school you mentioned who is the art teacher. He's also trying to be a painter, and he was uh, Bro, uh, Gene Brody's like former lover, and is constantly trying to get back with her. Uh, but he also ends up like fucking one of the students and kind of sexualizing some of the other ones. He's a very inappropriate bad guy. Um, he also has a family uh, in addition to this and his own kids. But anyway. Um, uh, there's a point where she's talking to him early on, and she mentions like something about like racial purity, but it's like very like low key. But then, but then <laughs> there's like, so much um, of those uh, little yeah. Like, immediately you're like what? 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 Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but you know, it's this is why <laughs> right. I love about the movie. And then you get this moment um when she's walking them around Edinburgh, and again, it's a very sweet moment where she's like Edinburgh. She's she's showing them the history of Edinburgh and this castle, and this is the city of Hume and Boswell. Like I said during your sixty second recap, and and you know this was such a city of 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 like wonder and art and all these things. And aren't you glad? And she's telling them like, I would love if somebody did that to me with Atlanta when I was a kid, I'd be fucking in love with it. Like you want to believe that where you're from is this place of sort of wonder and myth and all this stuff. And she's doing that. But then in the middle of all this, while you're enchanted by Brody, then she, she um, finds, sees some trash on the street uh, and is like, you know, kids in, in Italy, Mussolini has cleaned up all the trash and made Rome beautiful again. And then she launches into this whole, um, 
diatribe about how Mussolini, you know, it's, it's the old like he's making the trains run on time and he's cleaning up the streets. And she mentioned something about how he's like preserving bird sanctuaries on yeah, Capri. Yeah. Yeah, the whole <laughs> right. island is just for the birds. The whole now. island is just for and birds. This is in 1932. So in the back of your head, you're like, I wonder like how bad Mussolini was in 1932. Cause like at first you're like, you don't, I, I didn't know she was going to go like full fashy. So I was like, yes. maybe just in 1932, like Mussolini just was like, maybe everything seemed fine. Everyone fucking loved him. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I've no, you know, I don't know. Yes, but whatever, no, yeah. These guys were always bad, but, yeah, cer- course, but certainly, right. certainly like, no, certainly Later like on, she's talking about like brown shirts rule, you know, like at first she's like, no, but you do wonder <laughs> yeah. like, is she going to like find out about yeah, things right. and then have to recant? No, she just gets more into Mussolini. The more so she finds out it. about him. Um, so it's this wonderful. You're, you're really put in the position of the students of being enchanted by someone, and then having having them start to like subtly slip in these radical, you know, beyond radical, radical fascist politics, um, but in the same language as everything else. It's part of her world vision. Is that is that fascism is like is on par is sort of part of this this European culture that she is trying to preserve and move forward into future generations um, against the tide of the Philistines and the people who don't get it and this and that, right? Uh, and the and the like the really stern. Um, headmistress of the school who she's constantly fighting with, right? Who she thinks is like a Philistine, and who, to be honest, is like is like you know seems kind of she's like got a stick up her butt, cruel and stick up her butt, but yeah. she's not a fascist, no. you know. Um, no. So what I lo- love about uh, so that's that's kind of what's happening, and then and then you heard the sixty second review, and you know how this all ends up ends up. I mean, so here are the things. Here's what makes Prime Minister Gene Brody to me one of my favorite movies of all time, and one of the best movies, if not the best movie, about teachers and students in that relationship. Number one, uh, Maggie Smith is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, she nails this dynamic of someone who is sort of simultaneously like a little cartoonish and exaggerated uh, by their own design, but has a real beating heart at the center of it all. And she has a few moments where you'll see her sort of be in her prime of Miss Jean Brody mode and she's doing speeches and talking about this and then she'll like go into a room by herself and be sort of against the door and like suddenly is like flushed and panicked and like and so there's she has this great dynamic of of playing up the cartoonishness of the character while still maintaining this central humanity to it uh, just an absolutely fantastic performance by Maggie Smith uh, and by everybody in this movie um, two the thematics of the movie and I was talking about this with you with Joe earlier this movie is one that feels to me like a book it has the like has the um, the the kind of intellectual caliber of a book. There is as much to you know. You think oftentimes, and I'm not saying that you know this is not a, like books are better than movies. They just are different mediums and they have different ways of presenting um, themes to you. Uh, and the more common way you know in movies is I think like in the Bicycle Thieves, where like it's a kind of central, it's a kind of simple theme, and then the movie just makes you feel that theme so mm-hmm. deeply. Like the Bicycle Thieves to me is a feeling but you just feel everything so deeply because you're seeing it whereas prime Miss gene brody to me is a great like thinking movie there's so much there's so there's so much going on at a high level here in terms of themes and specifically um uh you know the way in which again the way in which education become can, can become this battle between the young and the old that it's not like you think of teachers and students as being in sort of you know they come together and they're and the student wants to learn and the teacher wants to teach and then they kind of figure it out and they might fight a little bit. But but this movie shows education as kind of a a, a real as a as fundamentally a battle between the young and the old. One trying to sort of uh, mold the minds of the other and the other one trying to fight against that or or trying to sort of see through that to see the world as it actually is and see through this like veil that the teachers are putting over their over their faces. Um, and then the second thing I really love is this exploration of how um, like a love of culture and a love of art and a love of sort of high culture and classic European culture and all of this, how that, all of those things that seem in and of themselves noble and in, in the spirit, in the, in pursuit of truth and beauty, how that particularly in the 1930s in Europe often led people to side with fascism and how this, you know, you think of like, uh, Ezra Pound, one of the great American poets of the, of the, of the, you know, uh, 20th century, uh, like, like it wasn't just wasn't just Miss Jean Brody like like promoting fascism like fought like like joined the Italians and were like and was like actively yeah. f- like f- uh, uh, doing things against the Allies to promote fascism in Italy and got really anti you know always was I'm sure but really went hard with anti-Semitism then I mean really got into fascism but through the same path that Jean Brody did seeing it as this like the only way to like maintain you know the canon of European think culture about the losers culture. today the Grecian yes. columns Marcus Aurelius you know fucking Caesar all that bullshit Germany has to be like, this fascist today also like uh, Jean Brody has a different flavor and she's a little bit more like nuanced and we'd appreciate her her sensibilities a bit a l- little bit more than some of those losers on the internet but it's the same idea uh yeah it's just it's just stunning to watch this 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 woman just so cavalierly 
promote fascism to to her students Uh, and and to the point where she like we said encourages mary mcgregor to go fight uh, on behalf of of the fashion but then mary mcgregor like fights for the wrong side because her her brother's a republican that's right so she like by accident goes over there and then i guess she was like killed by a fascist but yeah um yeah regardless yeah it's gene brody's fault absolutely and like and 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 gene brody's like well i didn't want her to go to go do that go fight yeah, like right. didn't mean it like that well, so she's, at the end yeah. she's at the end she's like is it so bad to die for your ideals yes. and then sandy's like yes yeah yes. Or, or sandy's like you know says something smarter than yeah but essentially is like what are you talking about like i those aren't her ideals those are like your fucking manipulations right uh powerful because jean broody can't admit that she's wrong and specifically she can't do anything she has she is someone who has so has such a defined narrative about themselves. And it's in the title of the movie that this is her prime. She's entering her prime. She does talk about her prime quite She's a bit. come back from Italy. I'm from, in my prime. I'm in my, that's better. That's I, good. I, it's, we're rounding into uh, it. It's like a, kind of maybe the Dowager Countess version of Maggie Smith. You I'm gotta not, get younger. I, you, you gotta get, get younger used, with Get it. used to yeah. me not nailing it. It's okay. gonna be different versions of not nailing it. I can't it. wait. Yeah. Uh, and I've been talking. I'm in my prime. She has, you she know, has a, gonna get a little more. She has a little something with that R. Like she does yes. that Maggie Smith Scottishy little rat. I'm in my prime. It's awful. It's worse than I got worse. And I should say we are not doing clips this week. Um, mm. We're not doing clips because uh, I got not one but two notices from Spectrum Internet uh, this week that uh, my account was in my internet accounts both at the office and at work were in danger of being canceled because I was torrenting movies yeah. too much. So, yeah. so uh, in in in, uh, in in the name of keeping the lights on and keeping the and in the name of honesty, we the name of honesty. I being honest with you. We're just going to be honest with you. That's why. How much? You know how much move? You know how much money I've spent in my life on the movies and on entertainment. Okay, I'm not trying to steal money from the entertainment industry. I'm trying to promote movies, and I need to get. (laughs) I need to. Here's because here's what can't happen. We used to do clips on for Forever Dog Plus. We can't do that anymore. But in order to do clips, you try to bring uh, uh, HBO Max or one of these streaming services into uh, the video. It's just a black screen. They don't care. You don't care about this. Look, the bottom line is we can't do clips anymore because uh, I can't. I can't torrent. And Spectrum says I can't torrent. I'm going to go to jail. I'm not going to be able to see my son anymore. And so Mm. I can't torrent movies anymore, which means no more no more clips. Okay, it's a whole thing. If you want to hear more about this, reach out to me. I can. I got a whole thing on it. All right, perfect. I've talked a lot. I've given my opinion about Prime Minister Gene Brody. Yeah. Please tell me. Well, what you I'll think. tell you what. Like every single thing Brett said is true. Like all those thematic elements are there, and I walked away with the movie doing a great job of presenting those elements. Um, this my problems with the film. It's not about like the depiction of the grooming, although it was intense. I, w- I mean, very intense. I mean, it has a you know the actor is over eighteen, but you know, fourteen year old girl completely and totally naked, getting accosted by by a guy. I mean, it's really intense, and there's a reason this movie's not distributed in the United States. It is a disgusting uh, movie. Now, there, uh, this movie is obviously insanely critical of of the grooming. Like Gene Brody falls hard all the way to the bottom. I mean, there's no, um, you know, this movie's not like pro that or pro fascist. It's not pro fascist at all. It's showing exactly what Brett said is 100% true. And though those elements, the fascism stuff was almost frivolous and funny. The death at the end was sad. The grooming stuff was so intense and so like unappealing as an audience member, which is like, that's not why, that's not why the movie, you know, look, and Brett has an emotional connection to this film. I'm not interested in like, I'm not interested. Like, I'm not here to like tear it apart or like, it's fine. You you can, you can be honest. I just like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, folks, I, I can't think of, I, I wouldn't recommend this film to my worst enemy. Wow. Because. Wow. And me sitting not, here looking no. like Gene Brody. Go <laughs> ahead. Keep going. Please. But, you know, it's not it's like it's, it's not like it's the worst movie you've ever seen. Maggie Smith is giving an old fashioned, really good performance. Um, you know, you know, but, you know, if I'm just being like straight with y'all, like movies, movies, movies like a, it's boring. It's not as interesting as I think it is. What, if you listen to what Brett said, you, then you've taken all the good things out of this movie. You can just go on with your life and watch, you know, whatever tonight. Uh, pray. That's not how this works. You got to go watch the themes being dramatized for you. All right. Well, the only place you can watch this movie is on YouTube, and the only place you can watch PCU is on my computer because Brett emailed me in the only MP3 I have the in America. Only, the only, only exi- the only yeah. living copy of PCU in the country right now. We'll get to that in a second. I will put the uh-huh. links to uh, and look. I talked about maybe I'm maybe I'm really playing with fire here after the whole torning thing, but. I'll put a link to the YouTube, the the Prime Minister Gene Brody YouTube in the description. You click on that. Uh, okay. The PCU copy I have, I'm going to put up on Vimeo. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. If PCU, if the PCU producers want to come after me, 
so be it. I'll go down for it. Uh, but you we'll you need to see both of yeah. these movies. You need to right. watch both of these movies so you can have some context for this conversation. Guys, I wouldn't recommend. Look, I, we're okay. I, Brett's right in spirit, but in practice, like I'm not gonna make like in, if you, if you want to skip one, skip this one. It is wow. is like it's so like dumb and like antiquated. Wow. And hold on, it's just so like boring oh. and it's just so boring and old fashioned. From from Brett's like literary like angles in like that's very fascinating and interesting and all that's there but we can just talk about what Brett just said like in the the movie the film itself has like you know it's like you know it's not like particularly like in artistically made it, it, it it's like a book in the sense that it's like a boring ass movie and it's like a obviously based on a screenplay because it's just like they you know th- this isn't fucking Petra Petra von Kant folks this isn't a real this isn't like a, a movie lovers movie this is just like a, a I don't even know what you love if you like you, you love what Brett's talking about it's not like that stuff's not there that's all 100% real this you know is the movie itself though it's like you know it's just you know sometimes like movies are old and brilliant sometimes movies are just fucking old it's like hold on hold on it's just like you know like the shots are uninspired the dialogue is like funny if you're just like an old fucking person just kind of like laughing to laugh at a movie like it's slow the, the the themes are like you know they're interesting there's a lot of like people like men a lot of, a lot of men grabbing little girls for my palate and it's just a lot of like you know it's just like at the end i was like great like i'm you know i'm happy it was over i mean this is like a soft ass critical review i'm just this is like my heart to heart telling everybody that watches movies that i found this movie particularly dry like it's not dry there's all the things brett's saying but like then watch the, yeah, you know what watch the fucking movie and email watch us like it's boring it's just like it's not boring it's just like there's just it's, there's so many better movies there's so many better movies gene brody is like yeah at first she's like mary poppins or she's doing you know first like you know she's school of rock and then she turned which is an amazing movie this motherfucker's about to put pcu in the canon over i have no interest in putting i want i want i'm not gonna recommend to put pcu brett, in the canon. brett i also want I wouldn't like PCU though. It's like funny to talk about. I'm excited. Like I'm glad I watched it because it's like, it's fu- it's a funny Watch movie. Like Watch what happens. I, I, I mean, I, neither of these d- deserve to be in the canon, in my opinion. I thought Prime Miss Gene Brody was just like odd, old, slow, dumb. I like I don't like children acting. The the the, the it was just it was fine. Like if 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 what okay listen. If what Brett said is really like interesting to you, of course watch the film. But if you're like, I hear you, Brett, but uh, you know, just gonna watch Prey. Like, just go ahead and watch Prey. Like, Prey was much better than Prime Miss Gene. Brody. <laughs> My review: Prey, the new Predator film, is much better than the Prime Miss Gene Brody. Miss Gene Brody is Miss Gene Brody is is a drag. It has a lot of uh, perverted grooming shit. That's just like. It's not like, and she gets her druthers. She gets her just. That's the she, point of the she, movie, I know, she gets, I know. She gets, you know, sometimes people don't want to watch Saw because it has, like, you know, Saw stuff. Like, if you just, like, don't want to watch just, like, in, you know, some people, you know, it's whatever. It's like everyone is different. You know, I'm not saying it's like this movie should be put in a, you know, should be burned and no one should ever watch it because it's so problematic. Like, yeah, it's problematic. It's old. But I'm, I'm saying it's boring. Its biggest crime is that it's boring and that it is just, like, not as good as what Brett said was great. I love it. Maybe Brett's read the book, you know. Uh, you know, I'm sure the great book's book. really. I bet the book's fucking great. Like, in the movie. It's all great. It's just, like, an old fucking movie that's fine. It's fucking fine. Maggie Smith won Best Actress. Actors, I love Maggie Smith. Actors get better over time. And, um, you know, it's just, like, this, you know, this was in Cannes. This was, like, up for the palm. Like, this is, like, up for, like, all these awards. And just, like. I don't know. Maybe movies got better or something. This movie's a fucking drag, folks. This movie's a fucking drag. All right. Here's here's the uh, the only points that I will concede in that whole in that whole diatribe. Number one, it is not a movie that is particularly concerned with doing anything with the with with cinematic technique. It is not. It is it's fairly. That's not what it's doing. It's not what it's doing. No. It's not concerned with that. It's just it's no. just a straightforward shot movie. Yeah. Uh, the score. The score. I, I say the score could use some work, but I, I love how so, the Brent. score. But I love how the score lulls you into um the kind of the sweetness of Miss Brody's like performance as an inspired quote unquote inspiring teacher. I think it it contributes to the great setup of the movie, which is which is like this person that that is this that you love, this inspiring teacher is gonna turn out to be just a a a, a recruiter for the fascists at the end. Mm-hmm. Um but you every time you say it, I'm like very interested. And then I think back to just me watching the movie last night, like experiencing right. it. And it was just like Oh, she goes fash. Oh, she like yeah. the sex stuff. Like and just like and and Maggie Smith, she 
if you like a big long monologue where Maggie Smith is doing her thing. Oh, she's talking about Dante and Beatrice it's on so the Ponte Vecchio. It's so fucking pretentious. Oh, it's so pretentious and it. stupid. It's just white nonsense. This film's boring white nonsense. It's so dumb. And um, But yes. But, but yes. No. I, I'm being silly. It's about white nonsense. But it also is a bit of white nonsense. And I just... Um, I found it to just... Well, you got to be the I thing just, if you want to be about the thing I to a degree. The, I hope it's in the trash can so I can never watch it again. But I also hope PCU is in the trash can so I can never watch it again. Although PCU brings a smile to your face because it's such a silly, stupid, dumb, weird little movie. But anyway, I don't know, Brett. These films, these films, I love you. I love talking about films. I didn't love these films. Man, Joe, I'm, I'm just, sorry. I'm just, no, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, it's, no, the worst you part be for me is that you love the film, and like I'm not the. I the last thing I want to do is be like, no, I love this. This is the favorite. first time. This is the first time I'm this sorry. happened. I'm not trying to. It like, happened a little bit this. with Knocked Up, but it's it. But but it's happening. No, this is great because this not, had to I'm happen. Not trying at some to be point. that guy. This, I'm had sorry. Happen, this had to happen. No, you don't apologize. You, you're being I, honest. You love the movie. Who, the only thing to apologize I don't want for to... is being dishonest on this podcast. You're being honest, which I appreciate. As we all know, yucking yums is is so lame and stupid. Come on, it's just. But this movie wasn't for me. All right. I am getting a little bit of a wave of panic right now, though, because I thought, well, because I, I, I in no universe thought Prime Minister Gene Brody was going to enter the trash can, and meaning I would personally never be able to see it again. Now, you cannot make this part of your criteria. You cannot make this part of your criteria. I, I, dude, I, I actually want to talk about PCU. I would be devastated if I can't watch Prime Minister Gene Brody. That's fine, because I, we still life. have to talk about PCU, and like I can be convinced. I, I haven't picked what's going to go in. I mean, either one. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, what do you call it? I'm a free agent. I'm a free agent okay. right all right, now. All right. you know, I'm a free agent. I, I, although... Maybe I didn't make a good enough case for Prime Minister Brody. No, what Brett, else can Brett, I say your, to you? Your, your case was by far the best part of Prime Minister Gene Brody. Everything that you pulled from it, which is in the movie, um, and, and is is really rich and interesting. And when you talked about it, I was very interested, and that's all in the movie. I just like when the movie ended, I stood up and I was like, anything else? Then just like, just like you know, just like. Young, it's just like little girls and listen up, girls. It's time for tea, and this is how a man. It's just like, and you could like decide to get on board, or you could just be honest. And in my opinion, and I, I kept trying but to get on. But it's showing the I dark side of all that. It's what, like, I, like, imagine I if, like, imagine if, like, well, imagine that's if, so like, fucking boring. Then imagine if, like, at one point, like, like, there's a point in, like, you know, halfway through Dead Poet Society, where he's like, uh, he's like, all right, that's Wordsworth. Now, kids, I want to tell you about a little something called the John Birch Society. <laughs> that's polishing a gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be great. That would be amazing. Uh, that's what Prime Minister Brody is. And when you... So like, here's what, here's yes, what should happen. Here's yeah. what I actually... I'll pay yeah. for it somehow. We'll, we'll find money at Forever Dog. Yeah. You should... Uh, what do you call it? Like remake? Re- you should like yeah. adapt it. But see, because what you're saying is like f- so great. I just think this movie's old as fuck, well, and, and I it's think, time for I, a new one. But I, you know? but I do think yeah. it, it would be very relevant now. Everything would be very. Both relevant. Both of these films are insanely relevant. PCU is wildly relevant. No, they're both <laughs> these. Both of these films thematically could have been made yesterday. Okay, good. But like, but just, uh, yeah. just the filmmaking itself. The filmmaking itself is dr- the filmmaking okay. itself is just dry as hell. It just like shuffles along. The beats are a little not the fascist beat that was really a turn, and not when she starts selling out her. When she, whenever she mocks oh. about her gene or whatever that little girl's name is, and it's just so repulsive yeah. in in like a, in like a, an effective way, but like it really is repulsive, and um, you know, just uh, you know, when Brett says he loves something, I I maybe it's one of these two. I, I was like, oh fuck. No, we have to, we 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 are not a no, we're, but, we're, but, a Venn, but, we're a Venn diagram. But there, if you there, say something, there are the parts I'm excited. Of Venn if, you're, if, you, if you're vouching for it, so I, I went in, I was excited, I, I, folks. Give it a watch. Set, let us know what you think. Give like, it a watch. I think it's click like, on the link. I think you're. I think what's going to happen is you're going to start watching it, and then 15 minutes in, you're going to go. You yeah, got to watch the whole movie. You got to watch the whole movie. I'm not. I, I want to hear hide nor hair of you if you haven't watched the whole movie. Uh, that's Prime Miss Gene Brody, 1969. Okay, let's get into PCU. Yeah, let's, uh, we got, uh, we got uh, oh, 15 minutes. Oh, come on now. 15 minutes. All right. Now, PCU. Uh, this was a movie, much like I said with uh, Secret My Success, this was a movie that was on TV almost daily when I was growing up. It was on. It was a staple mm. on Comedy Central. I must have seen this movie um, like, you know, 10, 15 times at least. And mm. I know that's true because watching it now some 20, 25 years later, I remembered every single beat of this movie. Yeah. I remember every single beat. I remembered every line. Uh-huh. Here comes um, George Clinton. Every line. Yeah, yeah, here comes here, George Clinton right, right. when they're doing the uh, the frisbee. And the, I was like, they're gonna say swirly, and they're like swirly with the frisbee. This movie uh-huh. is. This is. This is a real. Uh, somehow though, like I, I was like, oh, PCU, like because I had seen it so much. 
I was like, oh, peace to you. We'll watch it for the podcast. It'll be fine. It'll be easy. Uh, then when Joe had never heard of it, I was like, never heard of PCU? And then I went and looked around. You can't find PCU anywhere. It's on iTunes. It's not on Amazon. You can't even rent it. It's not even available for rent. Who do you, like, Piven Barry? Like, who, who, who buried who, who PCU? Wanted this scratch? Because by the way, it's about politically, but like this movie is um like, if you listen to our Knocked Up episode, Knocked Up has like a lot more like interesting conversations about like sexual and cultural politics than this film, which is kind of like dumb, but like b- benign. Like, why? like so at first I thought they, they removed it because it's just like so the big, un- distasteful. The but big that's, moment. That's not, that's not why. No, the, the, the big and this is what you'd sort of mention with Knocked Up. Like the big like it is dated. Uh, sure, it is like 100%. it is it is like it is you this know isn't winning any prizes but, but for also like, that being said yeah, yeah. there's never there was never the moment where I was like ooh and that happened in other movies but this movie it didn't have it, it never had the nail on the coffin like, moment where I was Jesus, like Jesus come on fuck no it's all and in a, fact what Joe and I were saying before was it's a classic 90s thing where it feels very dated on things like sexual identity um, but um, it's like it goes like harder on other stuff than anything goes now, than things go now. Like it, it's like it goes David Spade's in the movie, he like runs the like young Republican groups. They do not mince words on Reaganite uh, Republicans, young Republicans. They literally are just like, these guys are are KKK fascists. It's pretty it's pretty <laughs> like, funny. And it, they are and Spade they go, really sells Spade it. It's really very it funny. It. Yeah. They go very funny. so hard and do yeah. not mince words and and provide no ambivalence or like yeah. or way out of it. I think I think the um, ultimate at the end of the day, like it's one of those films that where it's like a white white a charming laid back white guy going like can't you guys just shut the fuck up and have a fucking beer and the answer of course is like no of course not no. like you know but like and that's sort of like the problem with it but other than that though it's not like there's some like horrendous like i can think of like a million moments in 90s comedies that are far more no, loathsome than look, anything in pc look amy and i tried to watch the uh, or amy, we watched amy and i watched the wedding singer a couple nights ago and again i, I wedding loved singer all, has some bad i loved stuff. all the great i loved all the great fun parts of wedding singer. the wedding singer the wedding singer had some more moments that made me like fully Fully grimaced than PCU did. Uh, yeah, um, the PCU is just it never. It, it, it always feels dated, it's, but yeah. it's never it like definitely it's it's never it's never you know it's always and you know what it honestly feels like it feels like whatever the '90s version of Bernie Bros were made it where it's like they are like like they they can be like they think they can be very like playful about race and sex and, and like sexuality, but like when it comes to like like Reagan Republicans, oh my God, the knives yeah, are out. The there. knives are out, and look. Go to town, baby. Love mm-hmm. it. Fully endorsed. It was but so also funny. like like you get 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 a little fucking hipper about everything else too, please. Because it, this weird. movie is not hip. Yeah. No. It stars Jeremy Piven, John Favreau. It also has a very nineties thing where um the like way nineties grunge guys like moved. It, like they're literally the the physicality of '90s grunge guys is like so repulsive and hard to watch to me. Where it is this thing where like they're all named like Skunker and like Mudbath and like Poo Poo Doobie and, and Poopy and Gutter. One's literally named Gutter. That's John, John Favreau, Favreau, which is, is which should be studied in in college classes. Yeah. We'll talk about the character. Favreau's of Gutter. pretty funny. Favreau does something bizarre with the with the role he was given in this movie, <laughs> and it literally should be the top. It, it should be the first thing we talk about with John Favreau. Not Chef. God bless. Not uh, Swinger. Not Iron Man. I want to talk about the role gutter. of gutter in PCU. It's it's, it's as realized as uh, um, Gene Brody. It's like, surreal. It, it, he he it's goes so deep real. For he, he goes deep. deep. Gutter is just like a grunge guy with like Adam Duritz dreadlocks, but but Favreau finds something in that character that is that is stunning. It's, anyway, it's so rich. The physicality of these guys. So the movie is like a bunch of like you know white grunge guys, hippies, just different sort of subcultures all mixing together. But they're always like. Tripping over stuff and like, whoa, my skateboard and like, whoa. And there's just so much like tripping and falling. And like, and like, the guys are just like, that like, the, the and like, because they're always like supposed to be stoned all the time. And Jake Busey is in it and he never opens yeah. his eyes because he's so stoned he can't even open his eyes. And so there's just so much like, whoa. Those guys. I can't. Uh, it's like, it's the most repulsive, like, just physical. <laughs> affect that I, that I can think of um so it's one of those movies where it's like they're gonna get kicked off campus oh my god our but 60 then, second review oh, yeah, no we right. need it because oh, nobody's watched this movie right. and you and you won't be able to uh we will our tw- oh we actually have 20 minutes left i think i miscalculated before we got 20 minutes left here uh we're just playing time to talk about pcu there is a link in the show notes click on this link watch pcu and d- clear your schedule and watch PCU. We're about to talk about it, but it, it can truly only be experienced. It is simultaneously so dated and so relevant. I don't understand. I don't understand it's what's weird. happening. It's when a I'm weird. Little, it. It, okay. it was a weird experience. All right, here watching. we go. Um, so 
dumb. Here we go starting now. It's very dumb it's as dumb. well. It's, it's very dumb. dumb. It's, it's not, very dumb. It's dumb. It also has moments uh, that that I, that made me laugh harder than anything else we've watched on this for this podcast, which we'll talk about. Okay, uh, starting now. Jeremy Piven, like I said, he plays a laid back, you know, slacker who's been there for seven years at PCU. He looks like he's forty. He looks like he's forty. Looks like he's forty. And on day one, a pre-frosh, a guy from high school is coming to check out if he wants to go to school at PCU, and he gets stuck with Jeremy Piven and the guys and gals at the pit. The pit. The pit's disgusting and crazy, and all they're trying to do is just get around. But everybody is so PC and up their own buns with their missions and statements and can't everyone just get the fuck along so david spade and the young republicans who hate the pit they used to have the pit they want the pit back they work uh, they work to get rid of jeremy piven and all of the guys in his clique um uh and jessica walters plays the principal and she's like i'm gonna kick you out unless you can't get give me seven thousand dollars for whatever reason they raise $7,000 by throwing a big party uh, with the stakes being impossible, but they get it done. George Clinton plays everybody. All the different groups come together. They all have fun at the party. They all are have clapping and having fun, making out. It's so much fun, and everyone's so nice. And then Jessica Walters gets kicked out, and, and, and David Spade gets kicked out, and all the people are friends, and Jeremy Piven gets the girl. That was longer, but it's That's all, okay. it is what happened. That's okay. PCU. PCU, baby. It's PCU. All right, so PCU, this... Um, I don't know when you get the feeling watching this movie that political correctness as a concept had just entered the discourse. That it was a new thing. That this this movie was like, and it may be that this movie like started out like with a different sort of focus or something. And I, I felt like a movie where some producer came in and was like, make this about like political correctness on campus and we'll make it. Because there's these like very self-conscious, self-aware moments where like Jeremy Piven is walking across campus with the pre-frosh and they're walking through all these different protests of these different groups. And he says this, he says, there's a whole new game on college campuses these days and they call it PC, politically <laughs> correct. This is real dialogue from the movie. It's, uh, it's not just politics. It's what you eat. It's what you wear. It's what you say. And if you don't watch yourself, you can get in a fuckload of trouble. And Jeremy Piven's character, this is not really the game they're playing. This is not at all the game they're playing. But there's a very interesting movie inside uh, PCU that they could have made about how um, guys, white, straight men, whatever, um, uh, how they, the ways in which they mentally navigate, you know, uh, things like, um, Me Too or Black Lives Matter or just general sort of political awareness or trans rights or gay rights. Or these things. All of these things that are happening where people are just saying we want our uh, humanity respected, right? Very simple request. But the way in which guys can try to like they see that all as like a game or like attack on their on their freedoms or their independence and they're like I know I have to like play along with this because yeah, otherwise right. I'll get in trouble but like how do I also like still like fucking party and get get laid and all this? so there's there this is not what the game they're playing but there's a very interesting theme of Jeremy Piven being this guy who we still a, a guy who is very common in today's culture of a guy who like wants to play the game of being sort of woke or being aware so he doesn't get in trouble, right. but still wants to do whatever he wants to do and have yeah. fun. So it's it's kind of thing where I can't give the movie credit for that because mm. that's not really what no. it's doing. Yeah. Uh, but it did. It, that's why that's why I think, like, again, I think both of these movies should be remade tomorrow. Okay. Because both yeah. of them, you know, I do see what you're saying. I just, you know, I have a little bit of blinders with the Prime Minister Gene Brody. I do understand what you're saying a little bit. I think both these movies should be made tomorrow because they both are extremely relevant. About that, what's so funny about the whole like everybody on campus is so PC um, and it really affects um, Jeremy Piven's life like not really like that's the like he just sort of like you know he can just everyone you know is protesting or whatever really comically but everyone except David Spade's crew seems to you know except the funny character too seems relatively to like be kind of nice like okay they're not best friends with the Piven guys I just like he's been there for seven years like if he really hated it he doesn't seem to like hate it almost he just seems to abide it and get your life is like fine minus the fact that you are in your seventh year of undergrad and you need to like start to think about what's next Um, maybe it's annoying but like I guess they have to slip into lunch because the vegans are protesting the meat one day but beyond that I couldn't really see how this was like bothering them one of like the hardcore feminists is Jeremy Piven's love interest well, she's really nice to him and wants to spend time with him the whole time, and there's really no problem there. Yeah, and I, like, I don't. It doesn't really affect his life. Yeah, and you mentioned that scene early on. There is this like pretty low key uh, protest going on where like a group of like vegans and environmentalists are protesting uh, the meat that's being used in the cafeteria. Um, uh, 
the Jeremy Pimpton's gang like managed to get into the cafeteria anyway because they want the chili burgers, man. The chili burgers. I like chili burgers. They want chili burgers. They get into the cafeteria. It's like, oh, okay, so that really wasn't a problem in any way. But then they like grab all the meat from the cafeteria, take it up to. They're yeah. also they also. It's amazing how easily they just like steal things in this movie. So much. Things. They steal so many things. So they steal all of the meat, all of the meat being used in the cafeteria, and they take it up to the top of this clock tower, and they start throwing a raw meat down on yeah. the protest. And it's like, uh, you guys are the problem here. <laughs> you guys Every are obviously scene. the problem. And like yeah. the whole thing is like they're trying to get kicked out. You know, like producer Brian said, it's the snobs versus slobs. Very they're the so. slobs. And the so. thing about these slobs is like they're slobs, and like they're not contributing really to the to the community. In any capacity, except that they have they have to throw a big party in order to save their uh, their residency at the campus. Just sort of bizarre. I I just want to uh, hit hit a couple things. Please stacked cast randomly oh. randomly stacked. Really, and Spade really is like kind of the highlight for me. Like Spade is very Spade, funny David Spade is really funny in this, and like his parts really funny. And like Brett said, like they go so hardcore anti Reagan anti. A fascist in this film, and and um, it doesn't work without Spade doing what he's the doing Spade's in really the character. Funny, yeah. Honestly, maybe the best Spade. Like he really like in a way like there is a the there is an edge. There is an edge to this performance that is so funny. Yeah, it and is funny. So, oh, it's like there was a whole there's a whole other yeah. Spade career that could uh-huh. come out of this. I don't know, but please, I mean, yeah. Favreau, the most powerful man in Hollywood. We've already talked about this. Just to kind of like get it over with, guys. He plays a guy named Gutter, and Gutter's like. You know, he has dreads and he's John Favreau and all he has to do is go get the beer. This leads to a whole um, comical series of fuck ups that Surreal. lead to him. like Alice in Wonderland. There's like a so mini bizarre. Alice in Wonderland movie starring John Favreau <laughs> with Adam Duritz dreads. Yeah. Uh, he, a bizarre subplot. There's even a part where he like he takes a bong rip and he falls asleep outside of a liquor store for four hours and he dreams that he's like at the. It's not. It's not like quite. It's not like actually the Star Commission. Like it's not actually Bill Clinton's. Was it like? No, they, but it was like a. They made a joke about inhaling. So I think it was. It was like Clinton's first it was impeachment. Both of that happening together. No, but it was ninety four. It was ninety four until ninety nine. Yeah, right, it was that's like, what I'm so it was like it was like the Senate. It was some Senate commission on yeah. something, and he was there. He dreamed that he was like there. He's in trouble because like he smoked grilled. pot, and they knew. Yeah. And it was like Biden and Orrin Hatch and, and Ted, Ted Kennedy, Kennedy. <laughs> and they were all grilling John Favreau, who like CGI'd himself into this like. It was kind of a very well done scene. Very funny. Yeah. He wakes up. The liquor stores close at eight. He's sleeping like with like a dog outside the liquor store. He's like he's like. Like pawing the air. Favreau is off the charts on this movie. He is doing yeah. some bizarre thing with his character. But he's not that like needs to be seen to be he's, believed. He's not like um doing a shtick. He's not doing slapstick comedy. The only thing he's doing is this like really like internalized performance of somebody who's you know it's like he's doing like a what's my goal? My goal yeah. is get the beer. And what would it? Yes. I, I yes. do. I do anything to get the beer and it's so like lived in that when he doesn't get the beer and the liquor store closes at eight he lets out like a mother courage like no it's, it's honestly so like passionate. it's like if his so character if his character in swingers got this part it's mm-hmm. like how that character would mm-hmm. approach it where it's yeah. like because there are like this character on paper is just like dumb joke after dumb joke it's just like, like a, a scene a, where like a stoner at the uh the the, the parliament funkadelic concert at the end he like gets so pumped up that he gets on a speaker and takes on his shirt uh, off his shirt and stage dives but no one like is there to catch him and he just hits the floor very like very like basic comedy beat kind of scene but he plays it with such intensity that it's like so raw and weird <laughs> and like it's like it is Favreau this movie I can't you just have to see it to believe it at one point so when he's weird. in his like drug haze and he's wandering the streets of this college town trying to find beer he runs into an old lady and like the cameras like do oh, that, that like shaking so thing where it's like red yes. drugs. And like the woman uh, looks at him and, and uh, keeps saying, "Can you blow me where the Pampers is? Can you, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> can you blow?" And he's like, "What? what? Can, can you, you blow me where, where the, the Pampers, Pampers is?" And he's like, "What?" And then she's like, "Can you show me <laughs> where the campus is?" And it's like again, such a you're stoned and you think someone's saying something that they're not. But I was like. Can you blow me where the Pampers is? That <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't. 
I was like, oh, here it comes. Here's why this movie is not available for streaming in any capacity. You can't buy it on fucking iTunes. You can't fucking watch it on YouTube. They even have fucking Prime and Miss Jean Brody on fucking YouTube. There's, it is illegal in this country to watch this movie. There's no way to get it unless you buy a DVD, I guess. Can you blow me where the pampers is? Can you blow me where the pampers is? I thought that was like, here we go. Here it comes. This Something bad with this old woman's going to happen. Nothing. He here just, were some it was just funny. Here were some moments that I, that I actually looked. The movie is like a just a surreal it's mind like fuck of a 90s time capsule movie. You have to watch it to believe it. Here are some things I did like. Number one, uh, great actor. He was on uh, uh, Forever Dog Podcast Household Faces, yeah. which you can go back and see. Alex Desert. Alex Desert mm. um, does a great performance. He's Jeremy Piven's like friend. Mm. Um, just like the most like effortlessly cool actor of that time period. You'll remember him like in, in a brief scene in High Fidelity of, uh, you know, he, he was just so fucking cool in everything he did. Um, and um, a couple of things I liked in this movie. Uh, let me just run through Great. it. And you're going to have to go, you're going to have to go see them to believe it. At one point, uh, Piven says to his, his, um, um, uh, the girl that he likes, he says in reference to David Spade's character, you remember this guy, he skippered Hitler's catamaran during the war. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's got some zingers. It's got some real zing. What an insane thing for this yeah. like college student. Okay. He skippered Hitler's catamaran during the war. That's very funny. Um, okay, I like when they steal uh what they think is David Spade's red BMW and are just like are just like crashing it around campus. They're just like running into as many things as they can. Yeah. And they go and steal alcohol uh from this like hoity toity party that the dean is throwing. Mm-hmm. And then Jeremy Piven puts the Starland vocal band on the CD player. This is this was the maybe in a movie of of nothing but 90s moments, the most 90s moment ever is when he puts this CD into the CD player and and chooses like repeat and like he cho- like all of these like yeah. functions on the CD player he were choosing is just like would not resonate with anybody <laughs> but it was like he put it up to like like you could like choose like the number of times the song would repeat so he put it up to like 99 which was the max and then like locked the door so the song is going to repeat 99 times anyway so they like go crazy and he locks them in there and this and that but like him driving around like with the red BMW crashing into things stealing beer making the rich people listen to Starland vocal band until their eyes bleed that all had a fun like uh, slobs versus snobs vibe Definitely. to me other times like it was like oh you guys think you're the slobs but you're just like you're not right you're just assholes like right. you're just yeah. assholes yeah. yeah i don't know uh, but occasionally they hit that one. slobs versus snobs thing and it's just beautiful yeah. it's just fun yeah um maybe my favorite line and this again I, the movie doesn't get credit for this because i'm sort of enjoying this despite what the movie's doing so there's this pre-frosh we talked about who is going to think about coming to school there right and the whole time he he pisses off everybody uh in one, usually by like usually unintentionally pissing people off uh-huh. um although he is like he does like he goes along with what the pit does and this and that but so anyway this movie is just like uh other all the other groups like chasing him around to like beat him up to like physically like beat him up um and so he's running around campus all these groups are chasing him uh, and what? And then at the very end, though, he becomes the hero because he leads the whole crowd to the party, and everyone has fun, right? And everyone has a great time. <laughs> this is the plot of the movie. The party looks fun. It's so good. Oh, the the uh, like no, the, the party looked really fun. Well, the last thing I'm going to say, I'll just say it yeah. out. The George Clinton cameo is the best part of the movie. Absolutely. George Clinton crushes it. Crushes it. They do the classic thing where they just like they were like, we need a famous band to come awesome. in and like do a cameo and play the big concert. George Clinton comes in and is so good. You get to just watch a live George Clinton concert. It was Clinton pretty cool. It, it was, was pretty so cool. cool. It's so cool. That part rules. Anyway, this pre-frush, he he's he literally has never met any of these people before. He's been there for 24 hours or less. He's never met any of these people before. He's never been to the school before. Mm-hmm, he's just mm-hmm. considering whether he wants to go there. He gets so invested in the pit. He's like, he's like at the end of the movie, he's like the only one standing up for the pit. He's like, you can't, not the pit. You can't give up on the pit. You guys got to fight for the pit. And then and they're like, well, how do we do it? What do we do? They, like, they start to like defer to him. Like, what do we do? And he literally turns to the group and he goes, all right, you know the university president, Andrea Garcia Thompson? But what if she wasn't the president anymore? And I was like, "You just got it. You don't famously. You don't go here. You have some plot to take down the president yeah. of the college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's taking. Yeah, and yeah. he says it. So and like, and it turns out that he had like overheard. I heard two something. old guys talking about how if she goes one takes one wrong move, they're gonna remove her as the president. But that line, what if she wasn't the president anymore? And P- Pivens goes, uh? No, everybody's down. Everybody's like, say more. They get rid of her. They, they figure it out. It's a silly movie. It's so silly. I didn't hate it. One time? Uh, yeah. I, instead of telling you more about PC, I'm going to tell you a really quick anecdote. Please, please, please. Uh, you have spe- one minute. Speaking of pre-frosh, when I was a pre-frosh, when I was in high school, I uh, had a band with my friends, and we got in, and Alex Ramsey's sister, Chelsea Ramsey, shout out to Chelsea. She works at Spotify. Shout out to Spotify. Just kidding. 
Um, Get your house in order, Chelsea. What are you doing over there? Chelsea's the belle of the Just ball. We love, She's Chelsea. The we love Chelsea. Anyway, so Chelsea invited our band to play at her cool like festival thing. We were so excited. We go up to Franklin and Marshall in, in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We play our set. Everybody fucking hates it. We're like, oh no. And then we're like, time to go to the party. And like, we get we didn't get invited to the party. And it's like, well, let's meet up with our friend Austin. Maybe we can go to get waffles late night. Like Austin, like he bails. Like, and then we're gonna see our friend. Like he, and then the, 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 it was a whole night. It's like you know, three a.m. We haven't had like a beer. We haven't like talked to a person that wasn't like the four of us. We're like high school losers. We go back to like the lobby that, that we're sleeping in, and my friend Phil Ariglio, who I've talked about on this podcast, Phil, he had applied early to Franklin and Marshall, right? So he was waiting to hear if he was going to get in, and Phil sat on the edge of that couch with his like head down, and he just mumbles at four a.m. Guys, before this night, I would have done anything to go to this school but now i really hope i get deferred (laughs) 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 and he didn't go deferred he he went he went uh he went for a year and then he transferred um so anyway uh that's my pre-frosh story brett it's time it's time to tell talk about the cannon trash cannon what do you say okay well you know what i'm doing well Um, well, as much as i i I am i am thankful to this podcast for many things i am thankful this podcast that i got one more that i got to watch pcu one more time and i had to i'm telling you i had to we didn't even talk about this i had to dig this thing out of the fucking earth to get it to get it to to Mm -hmm. joe and i i found a because i can't i know i i will say this i'll be honest i tried to torrent pcu because i was like they're not they're not coming after me for PCU on torrenting. They're not going to come after me for PCU. Yeah. You know what the problem is? I tried to torrent Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol because I was trying to make like a funny That'll video about it, and that's yeah. what they came after me yeah, for. Yeah, so yeah. don't torrent any Don't torrent any of the Mission Impossible movies because <laughs> they will find you. They will find you. But PCU, I was like, all right, I can get away with PCU. So There's tried, no other option. I tried to torrent it. it. Yeah. Uh, nobody... Nobody, there was a file for it. Nobody was uploading, and so nobody, like nobody else, had the had the file on their computers. You couldn't even illegally. I couldn't steal even illegally movie. get yeah, to you. Right. I finally found one crazy ass website uh-huh. that, like, you know, every time you click play, there's a pop up, but uh-huh. then if you click play six times, finally the movie plays, yeah. right? So I finally found one of those at PCU. I uh, screen captured it in QuickTime and then recorded the audio through Audio Hijack. Try it. It's not, it's easy. It's as easy as it sounds. Uh, and then I was able to like then sync the audio and the video later and create what I believe, what I believe is the only known digital copy of PCU, which is now on the internet, which I put on Vimeo uh-huh. so that everyone can enjoy it. Okay. What we didn't mention was this direct, was this directed by Hart Bachner, who, if you remember from Die Hard, is the uh, Hans Bubby. He's the guy, the Coke uh, sniffing guy who gets shot in the head by Hans Gruber. I love it. Directed this movie. Watch PCU. Tell us what you think. I would love to have an ongoing conversation about PCU. And let's see if we can remake this and kind of, you know, sand the edges a little bit, baby. Let's perfect this thing. I think it could be a very interesting movie for our current cultural climate, as I do about Prime and Mischie Brody, Brody, which is going in the canon. Guys, I am going to let Brett have this one because I don't think either of these films should go in the canon. I think these were both stinkers. They're both, it's fun to talk to Brett about them, but they are stinkers. Um, PCU's a, more of a stinker uh, than Miss Jean Brody, but I did enjoy watching PCU more than Miss Jean Brody. Well, that, but, I, but I, that's, but you know, um, well, now that you said that. But I think that Miss Jean Brody might have been the better film. Okay, great. great that's the okay, problem. Okay, okay, you know, okay, so like, okay, I, I'm just okay. like, I'm betwixt and between okay, okay, here, okay, 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 okay. and I'm just going to go like, I hate, I, I, I didn't hate, yeah, this movie stunk, and I'm going to just let Brett have his it's thing. I, I, and uh, Prime Miss Jean Brody's going in the canon, which I, is the worst movie in the canon, and um, in my opinion, no big, uh, no big deal. And uh, killing PCU, them softer so the canon, so, so, so tread, love, tread lightly. I, guys, whatever, we'll talk about it, and uh, or we, we, we've talked about it. Have, have a great week, everybody. All right, and next week, before we go, next week we are watching this one. Everybody, I posted the uh, schedule, by the way, for August and September, so follow us at Weekend Bergman on Twitter and Instagram to see the whole schedule. Uh, next week's pairing was uh, de- decried by many uh, 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 followers of us on social media as um, as a heinous pairing, an impossible pairing. How? Why would you do what is this? this? Two great movies. What is two it? Two impossibly great movies. Why would you make us choose? Why would you choose between these two? Um, the theme is uh, pageants, balls, pageants, and the pairing is the incredible documentary Paris is Burning. 
uh, uh, versus uh, the cold comedy classic Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, I agree with you. This is an insane, difficult, impossible pairing, but that's what this show is about, baby. We go... We go into the trenches with these nah, things. That's good. I'm, I'm glad we're, gonna, we're watching good ones. I can't wait to watch both these movies next week. And, fingers crossed, we will not be alone for next week's <gasps> episode. That's fun. So stay tuned to see who our guest is going to be to uh, go with us on this impossible journey to choosing between Paris is Burning and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Thank you for joining us today. Prime Mr. Gene Brody in the cannon where it belongs. Wow. PCU in the trash cannon. Yeah, where it belongs. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com.